Bears win. Bears win. Bears win. Losing streak. Goodbye. See you later. Nice knowing you. This is Locked On Baylor Postgame. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Baylor Basketball Post Game here on Locked On Baylor. I'm your host, Cam Stewart. Bears finally, uh, it feels so good to do one of these and it not be a loss and me just complaining over and over and over again. It's a win for the Bears. Eight-point victory, 77-69 on the road at UCF thanks to a second half where they were plus 14. Uh, they Obviously, down six at the half um, and could have been more the way UCF was shooting. Um, this is a this game was an absolute rarity, almost a blue moon that I was watching and it's halftime and they're down six to an inferior team. And I just, guys, I wasn't worried. I just wasn't worried too much about this one. And UCF kept that lead really until what? Uh, like the eight minute mark, the under eight, basically of the second half. Like they, they had a lead most of the game. I, there was one part deep into the second half where Baylor still had only led for 15 seconds in the entire game. So uh, it, it was a comeback. They needed every bit of it, but I, I just was not worried about this game. I know some people are worried about the Baylor defense. Kind of, sort of, not really. I, I didn't think they played that bad defensively tonight. I, I really, this is optimistic Cam to the nth degree, but I just think UCF was shooting out of their mind in that first half. Like, I, and it was tough shots. I'm talking like fadeaway jumpers. Some of the threes were open, but a lot of fadeaway jumpers, step back shots. Like, they were just hotter than fish grease, to use the Mark Jones phrase. Um, I'm trying to see the totals that they had. They shot eight of 13 from three in the first half. This is just like what we saw against UT. You know, UT goes 0 of eight in the second half. Uh, but like you just knew that was going to level out. And um, shout out to uh, Darius Johnson, who just had a phenomenal, phenomenal night. He had 16 in the first half. Uh, he goes for 23. 9 of 12 from the floor uh, with 7 rebounds and 10 assists. I mean, you can't ask for a much better night from your superstar if you're UCF. And obviously, you heard it a bunch um, on the broadcast, but he was playing with with kind of a heavy heart. That was an, that was an unbelievable performance. Um, and most nights, that, that's, that's going to get you the win. Um, they carried them offensively. Um, Avery had a nice night, too. Uh, I think he had 16. Sellers was another one of their scores at 14. So it, it was one of those nights where it kind of almost everything went right for UCF offensively. And most nights that should win them the game because of the elite defense they have. Now, Baylor scoring almost 80 against them. That is the best look for their offense that they've had in a while. And I thought they played well offensively against, against TCU, but this looked like the offense we thought it was. We we saw it in, in the early part of the season, even against some of those good teams. Against Auburn, we saw it. Against Duke, we saw it in large stretches of the game. Um, that this is what, against BYU, we saw it. This is what it's supposed to look like. 
They've got good three-point shooters, yes, but they've got a couple of guys who should be able to score all over the floor. And by the way, the opposite of that three-point shooting, this is something I'm intrigued to see by Baylor offensively going forward because the last few games, they have dominated the paint offensively um, and pretty good defensively too. Uh, But in this game tonight, they had, what was the points in the paint? 30 to 16 for Baylor and 15 to 11. There was some garbage time in there and second chance points. It was 15 to five with about two and a half minutes left. Um, Offensive rebounds also became even, it was eight to four with like three or four minutes left. It ends up being eight, eight, but they have an advantage in the paint that they have not had since Jonathan Botley, like it's, it's been a while. You've heard Matt Linnell say it on this podcast. You've heard me say it on this podcast. Eve Misi is their best player. And I I mean, he has a, a, you know, nothing like this star burst of a night, but hella efficient, man, 11 points, all of which mattered, came at big times and were ferocious. Only one rebound, according to the stat cast. Ooh. I knew he didn't have an elite rebounding night, but that seemed low. Uh, Well, offensively, he was super efficient for you. Uh, Obviously, Langston Love gives you a huge game yet again. Uh, 24 points, (laughs) 5 of 7 from 3, and a perfect 7 for 7 from the free throw line with 7 rebounds. Man, there there ain't nothing this kid can't do. And and when when they've been winning and when they've been losing, he has been such a bright spot for them. Like it seems like he really hasn't done anything wrong, at least offensively all year. And he's been pretty good defensively too, because that's what kept him on the floor. But one guy I got to give flowers to tonight who I thought had a good game, at least for the first 50 minutes against TCU is Ray J Dennis. You look at the stat sheet and it's like, Ooh, 11 points on three of nine shooting. But how many of those came in the last eight minutes when they needed him. And he he was fully in his bag. This It looked like Kyrie Irving tonight. Um, he goes for 11 points, but eight assists. Eight assists and only three turnovers. Like he, tonight, if you watch the game, you're thinking, only that many? Only that many points? Only that many assists? Because he was the floor general that we have needed and that we expected him to be. I know it's UCF and it's not some of the the biggest teams in this conference, but A, it was on the road and UCF beaten some pretty good teams this year, so I'm not taking them lightly. And they are the number eight defense in America. And he was in, Ray J. Dennis was in complete control in the second half of that game. Like he didn't put a foot wrong in most of that game, but especially the second half. Um, He was shooting when he should have been shooting. Uh, He drew a foul late that was not a foul. Um, And he only made, I think, one of the the three free throws. So ball don't lie a little bit. That was not a foul. Um, But he just kept making play after play after play. And there was a point, I I wrote it down here in my notes, um, with 4.30 to go, Baylor was up two. And Ray J has the ball on the left-hand side, probably about the free throw line, free throw line extended. And he hits a left-handed bounce pass to Eve Misi for a dunk to have them go up four. 
And it seemed like, even though it was four, that there really wasn't any looking back from there. And this pass was disgusting, man. I mean, gross. So he has two guys between he and Eve Misi. So one guy that's fronting Misi and one guy that's guarding Ray J and then a trail, like a helper behind Eve Misi. Okay. So there's two guys between him and his target and a third guy. So three that are facing him and he just offhand bounce pass around one of those guys through two of them. Perfect leading pass to Eve Misi for the dunk. It was, I think, the best pass he's had all year. Uh, definitely the most important. Uh, it was it was just sickening. And he was in control the way we need him to be. If he's going to have the ball that much down the stretch, we need some more of that those kinds of games rather than those Kansas State kind of games from Ray J. Dennis. So super impressed with your point guard tonight. Uh, just a lot to be positive about tonight. Look, they didn't win the national championship, but it it seemed like just they had the confidence, right? That was the first thing. They didn't they didn't let their head get down too much when when they fell behind by double digits in the first half because UCF was just unconscious from three. Because um, they could well have done that. They've lost three in a row. They're on the road. Oh, pack it in. Play at home on Saturday, uh, but they didn't. And they showed a, a really good level of toughness, I thought. Uh, they were the first to the floor all night. Um, they played some gritty defense. And when the when the shot reverted to the bean for UCF, uh, Baylor shut them down. 31 points in that second half. So uh, impressed all the way around tonight. All the way around. Anyway, let's go to the comments. See what you guys thought of this one. Oh boy, we've already got a lot. Woo, the love machine. Yes, Aiden, the love machine. A lot of, that's a win. We closed one out. Finally a win. I know, it feels great. It feels great. Scotty B, just showed toughness and grit against a good UCF squad. UCF just needs to get healthy and make some more free throws. Yeah, free throws were terrible. Ooh, was that bad, man. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was just talking about in terms of that grit. They showed it all night. Really loved that. Ryan says, can we play like that the last six minutes or so more often? I hope so, because that was the look of a desperate team, not one that was wild and lucky, but a desperate team that took control of a game on the road in a tough environment. And UCF threw the ball around a little bit in those last eight minutes, but it wasn't completely unforced. Like, that's what I'll say. Baylor was forcing them to, to throw it around a lot. And I just, I can't, on the offensive end, I... I can't say enough how awesome and positive it was to get the looks that they did, especially in the second half against a defense that is, that is this good. Um, you know, there were some in the first half where they would get really deep in the shot clock and they were hucking them up and it, it just wasn't, it wasn't pretty. And you just said, well, that's what it's like. Some of these games when you face Houston and you face Iowa state and you face UCF, but they really got good looks in the second half. Jacob said, no walking into traffic today. I know. Isn't that great? That was really great. And Scotty B took the words right out of my mouth. Baylor offense greater than the UCF defense. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Steven from Virginia. Is Langston Love our best player? He's right up there, but he's not the best. I think Eve Meese is the best. I really do. Love and Ray J. Dennis right there. And that's only because Jacoby Walter had an off night. So I'm putting him in the back burner, I guess. Uh, Aiden says Scott Drew coached the second half exactly how we needed him to. 
darn right. You are darn right. They just, the offense looked so much more cohesive tonight. And I know he's a defensive guy and he's preached about how the defense is getting there. And it absolutely has. I mean, that, that was a really good defensive performance tonight to, to weather the storm and, and just shut them down in the, in the second half. Scotty V literally listened to the song. We're all in this together from high school musical down that last three minute stretch. That's how I feel when I'm on the post game with you guys, Scotty. We're all in this together. That's great. And he goes on to say Kansas state women's basketball loss. That does help in terms of the standings. Um, yeah, that's big time. That's I think Texas is the next opponent after they face Baylor, which we're going to talk about that game on the show tomorrow. Preview that a little bit. Aiden says, Ray J missing those free throws gave me PTSD, but dude is genuinely one of the best passers I've ever seen. He's pretty good, man. And, and Baylor's had some good passers. Like, obviously, they've had elite offensive guards, but they have had some, some good passers. I really wish we had more eligibility out of them. I thought the same way with the Kinjo, man. It just thinks that you only get him for, for that one year. But, I mean, he is a floor general. And there's something to be said about that. For better or for worse, he is the floor general. Because we've seen it in games where he hasn't been sharp down the stretch, and therefore Baylor hasn't been sharp down the stretch. Didn't see that tonight. He was excellent tonight. Um, Scotty B with some, with some great stats here. Baylor's unbeaten against UCF in all sports. Bang! Take that, Orlando. Take that, astronauts. You didn't even beat us in football, man. That's embarrassing. Huh. And he also says, let's give Josh O a shout-out. He was good, too. Yeah, a little a little nerve-wracking once again early on. Um, but I, I, I'm going to keep track of that minutes disparity between him and Eve Misi. I, I, I want to see um, how that plays out the rest of the season. I think Eve should be playing two-thirds of those minutes. Aiden says, in every other loss, we've complained that we didn't have a leader to take control in the game. We won tonight. We had a leader. I love Baylor basketball. He goes on to say, I love it too. Yeah, that, that's one of the big bullet points here if you're watching on YouTube and something I'll talk about in tomorrow's show, although we'll only have a segment for this. Uh, we Full show tomorrow. Uh, but Ray J. Dennis, man, I mean, he he gave you, he gave you the leadership you were looking for. And, and Langston Love did too. And Eve Misi at times did too. And, and, you know, you don't always see, you don't just see leadership in the last five minutes of a game. Early on, Jalen Bridges gave them some big shots. Like that, that shows that we're going to come out of the gate strong. Um, Eve Misi had a couple of blocks, big blocks in the first half. So, uh, yeah, and we see it from Ray J. Dennis down the stretch. And that, that's, um, that's big. That's big. But there were a couple of guys that really stepped up tonight when, when Baylor needed them. Aiden also went on to say, Ben saying Ray J is him. People don't understand how impressive it is considering he is tasked with having the ball for 70% of the game. Yeah, and I think his um, his defense has improved a lot throughout the season. It was actually pretty good even during the, during the losing streak in these last three games. Um, but yeah, he's got the ball in his hand all the time. They don't really have a backup point guard, which was the case last year. You know, obviously guys like Jaden Nunn and Langston Love can handle it in, in small doses, but he's your only point guard. And he's out there playing, you know, 35, 36 minutes a night. So um, shout out to Ray J. Because I, I, I thought the same way. I think people were a little too hard on him, and even, even in defeat, um, even in those last couple of games. Because I thought his decision making had gotten a lot better before that losing streak. Like there, some of those non-con losses, I thought he took too many shots. I didn't think he was all that efficient. 
um, because he was turning the ball over too much. But even in the losing streak, man, I mean, he was he was taking care of the basketball. Bear the truth. Does this performance get it done against our next three opponents? Well, I mean, those are three really tough opponents. Um, so I don't know if they go three and zero. But yes, th- this to answer, I think your bigger question is: this kind of performance will win you more games than it will lose for you in the Big 12. Was it perfect tonight? No. Um, But I thought they played really well on both sides of the ball. The other thing, too, is, you know, 77 against UCF, that's like 85 against almost anyone else except Houston and Houston and uh, Iowa State, Iowa State being their next opponent. But... Um, 85 is going to win you a lot of games in the Big 12, man. And I thought their defense played really well tonight as well. Um, again, I mean, UCF isn't going to shoot 52% from three the rest of the season. Um, they're just, they're not. Um, they also might not shoot one from seven from the free throw line, but they're they're not shooting the three at, at that high a clip again. So um, that's something to take into account too. Uh, and Scotty B says, Iowa State is similar in terms of defensive numbers to UCF. Yeah, very similar. Um, in fact, Iowa State a little bit better. Uh, it's it's really them in Houston in terms of defensive prowess. They're very similar teams. Um, so it's going to be kind of that dogfight once again. One thing I I also noticed: anyone feel a little a little bit of a Duke in that game in the second half at eleven fifty four of the second half? Um, because Johnny Dawkins is a Duke guy. He's basically an original Shashevsky guy from his playing days. Did you notice that all five UCF players on the court slapped the floor on defense? So I made note of that. UCF was UCF was up 53-49 at the time. A few minutes later, Baylor took a 56-55 lead. They did not relinquish the lead again. And the final score, with plenty of garbage time points from UCF, by the way, uh, is 77-69. to So 24-16 to after, after they slapped the floor. Perfect response. Perfect response by Baylor. And one, I told you about the trends that it shows on the stat sheet where it'll say like Baylor missed their last eight shots or didn't have a field goal in the last X minutes or whatever. Made four of their last five down the stretch from the floor, not just at the free throw line. Love that. Absolutely love that. Ryan Rogers. Walter showed some grit hitting a big three late. Um, even with having a quiet night, I think he is due for a big game in the next two home games. I think so too. I think he is due for a big game. And one thing that's always impressed me about Jacoby Walter, cause he's had a, a couple of nights like that, um, where, and not all players do this and specifically not all freshman phenoms do this. So it shows a real sense of maturity when the ball's not going in for him on a night like this, he's doing everything else right, you know, and his defense has improved. Throughout the season, um, he just he was in the right spot all night. He only took four shots, so that that's another thing. Um, he hits five of six from the free throw line. He got to the line a couple of times when they needed it late, and of course, yeah, that was a big three. Um, that was that was a huge three um, where he was getting an open look. He had to shoot it, um, which which I just love. And I'm going to skip ahead a couple comments because Austin, I think, pointed that out. I listened to a lot of the game on mute tonight because it worked, okay? So if I'm saying anything the announcers said, sorry about that. Uh, Austin says, announcers mentioned the intangibles with Jacoby's game. Got me thinking even tonight with a somewhat quiet shooting night, always great to have him out there. If he's shooting well, we might be scary. That's right, man. I mean, truly, he he will do anything for you on the floor. I mean, 
Jalen Bridges, I, I feel the same way about. Um, but Jacoby's motor, man, it, it's it's fantastic. It really is. And so even when it's not going in on a night like tonight, he is a valuable player. He is a plus player for you to have on the floor. It's just super plus if it's going in. Uh, Boston Straw feels good to finally win a close game on the road too. Sure does. Just feels good to win a game, man. Just feels good to win a game. And Scotty B, now let's get a great home court Saturday night. And he also says maybe that zone defense will help against the Iowa State offense. I think it will. Um, last I checked, they were not one of the best three-point shooting teams of the conference. So I'm hoping that zone will help. It always helps at home too. And I, I know I don't really need to plead for this much more with the Foster Pavilion, but we need to make a great atmosphere Saturday. Saturday night, a big game. A team you lost to three times last year that think they just own you. They think you're their doormat. Come on. Let's make an elite atmosphere there and show them that, you know, it's not just Allen and Hilton that have the great buildings in this conference. Um, that would be that would be huge to have a, have a great atmosphere out there, which we've had every game at the Foster for the men at least. Um, not as great last Saturday as it has been, but still pretty good. Will, we did go over this earlier, Will, but I am happy for you. He says, finally, I'm safe from traffic tonight. Give it up for Will. You, me, Aiden, everybody, we're all safe from traffic, man. Aiden, if we would have had Keontae George last year with Jacoby Walters' attitude and grit, we would have gotten a lot farther. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I thought Keontae improved a lot defensively um, throughout the season. So... I, I, he, I mean, the guy was just, he was a scorer and that's, that's what he does. And I thought, you know, for a guy who was only going to be there a year, I thought he was very coachable from what we saw tangibly. So, um, anyway, but yeah, maybe, I mean, sure. Uh, Ryan says ISU fans are more annoying than Texas fans that I, I found kind of true. I don't know what it is. Maybe someone can enlighten me. Is it just the tent thing? Like Iowa state people hate us, hate us like nasty kind of hate towards Baylor. I don't get it, man. I've Iowa state's always plucky, man. I I've never had a problem rooting for Iowa state in, in football and, and in basketball. They were always the ones knocking off the, the Kansases and the UTs before we did that on a consistent basis. So I have nothing against Iowa state and cyclone Larry is the best Twitter account there is. So um, someone fill me in on that. I think it's just the tense thing which is weird, uh, but they have a lot of passion. They just really hate Baylor. Um, I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but that's a tough team, man. That's a bunch of tough SOBs over there. I love the way Otzelberger has their, has them playing. It, it sucks that I, I think he coaches against Scott true really well. Um, but that's going to be a, that's going to be a tough test Saturday. I can't wait to be there. I am looking for tickets, by the way, I'm going to put out the tweet. Um, but I'm, I'm looking for tickets every game now. So if you or anyone, you know, has tickets, I'll buy them. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm kind of poor, so just be wary of that, but you can't buy them off the Baylor athletics website. So, um, if anyone has tickets or looking for tickets, um, or has tickets or has someone looking to offload tickets, uh, hit me up. I'll, I'll put it out on Twitter. Um, Austin says I've ran into Iowa state fans, basketball games last year, and they always had something condescending to say, really don't know what it is. Me neither, man. I just don't get it. I don't get it, man. Like, you know, they're not, they're not Texas. 
They're not TCU. They're not even Tech. And I, I kind of like Tech. I think, real quick, before we end this, um, I don't know about you guys. I think TCU is the most nasty fans. Uh, like, Texas, Texas fans are just pompous. And, like, that sucks. And OU is kind of, I've noticed, hit or miss. Um, tech, Tech's one of those fan bases where they can get nasty, but if you talk to them for more than a second, they're probably fine. Um, because we hate the same teams. TCU is just nasty, man. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't really get it. I mean, no. I mean, we are rivals. Like I understand, but they're just they're nasty. Oklahoma State, I've found, has had really nice fans in the ones that I've dealt with. But I know it's not the same for everyone. Okay, tomorrow we are breaking down this game in a segment. We're going to talk about that top fifteen matchup with Texas tomorrow night, Thursday night, with the women's side at the Foster Pavilion. And boys, we've got a flip. We have a flip in football. That's a big one. Uh, can't wait to get after that. Then we'll have a breakdown of the women's game for Friday's show. We'll do a, uh, we won't probably do a live post game, but we'll do a post game on the next day's show. Um, and then we'll look ahead at Iowa State and the problems that, that they can cause for Baylor. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. I always appreciate the crowd that we get and the active comment section that we get. Um, here in the live post games. Let me know what you think about this game. If you're listening to it later, uh, leave that down in the comments below. Be sure to like and subscribe. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen today and every day, and sometimes your second and third. We really appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow here on my favorite program, which is Locked On Baylor.